0: Good morning. It is good to have you all here this morning. We begin our service by singing the doxology, which is found in the red hymnal number 549. The doxology number 549. Our call to worship is hymn number 635. Answer when I call my victorious God. When I am oppressed, release me. Have mercy and hear my prayer. How long, O oh men, will you insult my glory? Worship the sea, and seek what is false. Understand that the Lord will rescue His saint. The Lord will hear when I call him. Tremble and sin not. Examine your conscience. Lament in your bed. Offer right offerings and trust in the Lord. Many say, who can bring good? Smile upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than a bountiful harvest of crops. I can lie down in peace. I can sleep. Only you, Lord, permit me to lie down in trust. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 325. Crown him with many crowns. 325, crown him with many crowns. the Lord in prayer this morning. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have given us this wonderful opportunity to come and worship you. And Lord, I would ask that you would bless each and every one that has come this morning to honor you and your personal relationship that you have with them through your son, Jesus Christ. God, I would ask that you would give them that special blessing that they have made the effort to come this morning just to worship you. I praise you for that, God. And Lord, as we come before you with the needs and requests, Lord, you know that the challenges that we are facing, the things that we are trying to decide, the discernment and the wisdom that we need to have, and God, in all those things, give us a spirit of patience as we wait upon you and our desire to follow your will for our lives. And Lord, as we think about our own needs, we think of the needs of fellow patients throughout this medical center, of the staff that is working here today, the family members that will be visiting. And Lord, we think of also our friends and families that are outside in this city, in this state, in this nation, and in the world. And Lord, we lift them up to you in prayer, because God, you remind us that as we pray to you here corporately together, that we're part of a bigger group. We're part of the Church of Jesus Christ that is worshiping today all around the world. And we lift those up to you right now in prayer. And God, we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 424, I Need Thee Every Hour. Number 424, I Need Thee Every Hour. comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, beginning with verse 6. Let no one deceive you with empty arguments, for God's wrath is coming on the disobedient because of these things. Therefore, do not become their partners. For you once were in darkness, but now you are in the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light results in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, discerning what is pleasing to the Lord. Don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them. Amen. Let us pray. God, we are so thankful that you have given us this blessing already of just worshiping you. And Lord, I would ask that you would continue that blessing, and that the things that You would want us to hear what happened right now. Help me know, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. In the last couple of weeks, I've been involved in different things that have reminded me and other people that I've had in conversations that we as Christians are are part of something that is far greater than the world in which we participate in on a regular basis. And so I want to ask you this question, do you realize that as a follower of Jesus Christ that you are involved in something that is international? Think about that word for instance, international, and what does that mean? It is international, I think for me, and I think for most of us, is something in which we know that we are in different countries throughout the world. In fact, I'm part of an organization, a church, that is actually called the Evangelical Church Alliance International. And the reason why they use the word international at the end of the name of the organization is because we have ministers and chaplains that are ministering around the globe in different countries and different nations. And so they use the term international. But for you and I, as followers of Jesus Christ, I think one of the things that we should understand is the meaning of what it is to be a Christian. And we know and I think we understand that it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, a disciple of Jesus Christ, that it means to be Christ-like. But what does it mean to me? What does it mean to you? Do we realize that as followers of Jesus Christ, that we are a part of something that is far greater than the world in which we operate in. That you and I are a part of something that is international. And even though we may not see it and we may not be a part of it and participate in a regular basis in terms of thinking it in those terms, in terms of being a international, a worldwide organization, the Church of Jesus Christ is... And you are a part of it. So when you think of yourself as being a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, it means that you are related to Christ. That I am related to Christ. That each and every one of us here is related to Christ. And always remember this, when you think about the people that you are related to, you can pick your friends, but you're stuck with your family. And so I am stuck with each and every one of you because we are related and we have a relationship with Jesus Christ our Lord, that you and I are the brothers and sisters of a church that is represented worldwide, that is represented internationally. So the scriptures that we have read this morning reminds us that we are a part of the church of Jesus Christ, where we understand and we want to relate to Christ, that we should always be in the light. And we've used that analogy many times because the scriptures use that analogy many times of the difference of being in light and in darkness. And there's a reminder here that you and I are to focus on what truly matters. And what truly matters for us, being related to Jesus Christ together as the family of God, is to preach the gospel and the good news to others. And that is not a small concept. It is an international and worldwide concept that you and I, not just here locally within our own group, which I think is great, and we're here, we're here to worship God, and we're here to acknowledge Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, and not just here within the city, not just here within the state, not just here within our nation, but the fact that you and I are together internationally, worldwide, representing Christ everywhere that we go and that vital relationship that we have with Christ to understand that as we share the gospel of Jesus Christ and that good news that that is to be our focus and there is that temptation to get drawn into empty arguments about a lot of different things that when it's all said and done it does not matter and we are cautioned not to do that. In fact, we are cautioned to expose those situations where this argument or the discussion that we're having or the effort that's being put forth in something that is not related to who we truly are as being the family of God as we are to not even to be a part of that. In fact, we're actually told here this morning to actually expose some of those silly arguments that we find ourselves in. Some of the silly arguments that the Church of Jesus Christ is involved in that is totally irrelevant to who we are and what we represent in Christ. And we are to expose those things. And I think the best way that we can expose those things is to live a life that honors God and Christ in our lives and all that we do and all that we say. Because then we can truly expose those things that are darkness around us And we do things in a way in which we show the love of God through Jesus Christ our Lord in all that we do. And that is the true meaning of what we are to represent in terms of who we are. And we do that by understanding the faith that has been given to us, the faith that comes to us through the cross, that we make every effort to be holy, to be righteous, And that is difficult to do. That is hard to do. But we are commanded to do that. To be holy with each other. To be righteous with each other. To live at peace with each other. Because then you see we're expressing the faith that God wants us to have. As being related to Christ. Having that meaning that has purpose. And gives us a reason to get up every morning to say, You know what God I don't know what my day is going to be like. I'm not feeling 100%. I had a bad day yesterday. But God, you know what? I'm going to do the best I can to live for you. And that is something in which we need to strive to do every day, that we need to work at. We need to work at the holiness and the righteousness that God wants us to have. We need to work at it to be at peace. I wish there was some type of magical pill or some kind of concoction that we can have where if we just take it every day we'll have the peace that God wants us to have, that we'll have the holiness and the righteousness that God wants us to have. But you see, it requires effort on our part. Effort to just allow the Holy Spirit to come into work in our lives. And then we truly begin to understand the whole idea of what it is, the meaning of being a Christian in being a follower of Jesus Christ, being related to God through His Son, Jesus Christ, that you and I, because of that relationship, you and I are the sons and daughters of God. But yet we need to be willing to accept responsibility for being a Christian. We need to take ownership of that. I like the term that's being used, that's been used for many years now, the whole idea of having a sense of empowerment Do you have a sense of empowerment in Christ? Because you should. Because if you have trusted Christ as your personal Savior, the power of the Holy Spirit is there with you because it is the Holy Spirit of God that called you to be one of His own. And we have access to that power all of the time in our lives. All of the time. To help us deal with the circumstances that we're trying to get through and get over. To give us that whole idea that as we follow God's will, that it's by the grace of God that you and I go, because of the forgiveness of sins of things that have happened in our lives, on a regular basis, because there's nobody here that is perfect. That's why we spend the time to worship to acknowledge Christ in our lives. That's why we spend the time to have communion, to understand that as we take communion as a body of believers in Jesus Christ, it's an acknowledgement of forgiveness of sins that have happened in our lives. And because of that, that you and I are transformed. You and I are made different. You and I are empowered being a follower of Jesus Christ because we're willing to accept the responsibility of who we are in Christ. But yet, we should not underestimate the whole idea of being a follower of Jesus Christ, being related to Jesus Christ, by the wonder and the majesty of God. And as we have talked about for the last couple of months, the whole idea of understanding the miracles that take place in our lives on a regular basis, and that you and I participate in those miracles, God makes you a part of a miracle, not only just for yourself, but for someone else. And we're not talking about big miracles, other than big miracles can happen. We're talking about the little miracles that you and I do with each other. Just the fact that you come and worship here with me on Sunday morning, to me, is a miracle. That's supposed to be a joke, but that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. It is a miracle that you come back to worship here after you hear me preach on Sunday. It is a miracle that you hear Chaplain Butler preach on Sunday and you come back again and worship. And I know Chaplain Butler and I are both thankful for the miracles that we see here every Sunday when we come and worship. Because it's really important to us. Because it gives a little bit more meaning and purpose for us when we're preaching to more than just one person or sometimes nobody. But you see, we are here not just for the numbers. We are here for each of you individually. And that's what's something that's really unique of being related to Jesus Christ, is as we think about the worldwide responsibilities of the Church of Jesus Christ, it begins with the responsibility that you and I have to each other one-on-one. And it's not about the numbers. And I think that's one of the wonders that we need to understand more, that as we are part of something greater, we need to understand that. But then God also reminds us I'm here for you to take care of the one. I don't know if you recall the parable where the good shepherd leaves the 99, he goes after the one. And it's a reminder that in God's church, being a follower of Jesus Christ, it's not a numbers game. It's about the one. It's about you. It's about me. And I don't think we take enough time to step back and just look at the wonder of that saying, God, I am so thankful that you've given me my family and my friends. And God, I'm even thankful for when I've messed up my life and somehow you've come and you've reminded me that you still love me, that you still care for me, you still want to have a relationship with me, you still want to be able to forgive me. And God, to me, that is just wonder and amazement. Because then that we see what desire we have to be willing to follow God wherever he wants us to go. You ever have a situation where you know it was just the right thing to do and you just kind of struggled with it and you really wasn't sure and you just didn't have the confidence, but you went ahead and you did something because you knew it was the right thing and then all of a sudden after you did that right thing you just found the peace And you found the purpose, not because of the results of doing what was right, but just because that you did the right thing. And that really, truly is an acknowledgement that God reminds us that as long as we are attempting to do the right thing in our lives and in the lives of others, we have that sense of understanding and that sense of meaning that God wants us to have. As we do those things... As we endeavor to do the right thing, and it's always right to do the right thing. It is never wrong to do the right thing. It is always right to do the right thing all of the time. Because then we see in that wonder and that amazement, as we do those things willingly to God, it's almost in some sense it's kind of like a sacrifice because we live we give up some of those Securities that we have when we want to do things for God but yet we're not sure because we're comfortable with the surroundings that we have and we can plan out certain things and we have a sense of security in our lives and God reminds us that he wants us to step out of that security every once in a while because when we feel insecure what do we do? We actually say, God, I, I, I just feel insecure here. I'm, I just feel not in proper balance. I, I, God, I, I know I am taking the right step to follow you. I know that I'm doing the right thing, but God, it's just so much easier for me to go back into my security to not to put my trust and my confidence in you. And God takes us through that process of having that insecurity of doing the right thing do I not do the right thing will you end up doing the right thing because we're willing to do what God is telling us to do and all of a sudden we find peace in that and we find understanding and that insecurity and we say oh God thank you because I feel as though a burden has just been lifted from me do you ever feel that way when God makes us take that step he doesn't take us very far But just the willingness that God wants us to have to understand in the meaning of being a Christian, to take some of those steps. And then we have that sense of burden being lifted from us because we did the right thing. And when we have the willingness to do those things, to be able to step out of our security into the insecurity, and then we realize that God is with us and that he is in control and that he's going to take care of those circumstances then it is within our hearts that we have a sense of worship that we experience. The worship that is not loud, the worship that's not something in which we shout praise to the Lord, we, we can do that, but many times for me is a sense of worship where the world seems to be okay with itself. And my involvement with the world is okay. Because then I find myself with the whole understanding as we do that, as we worship, we do so in the light. Because if you and I were in darkness today, you probably would not be here to worship. Because we make the effort to worship in the light. We make an effort to worship in the light so we can see the things in our lives that we need to work on. Because not everything in my life is full of light. There are dark areas. There are shadows that I need to work on. There are things in my life where the light needs to expose more so I can work on those things that don't profit me at all, that bring no personal benefit for me. And sometimes, on the contrary, it actually takes away from the light. But God says, as we are willing to worship God in all that we do and all that we say, and we are willing to be the light, not only do we expose or are supposed to expose the darkness in others, but we also expose the darkness in ourselves that need we need to work on. And that's a good thing. That's a positive. That's where we have that sense empowerment, not with ourselves, but with God working in our lives. And then we just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your willingness to work in my life. Thank you that you are allowing the light of the Holy Spirit to shine in my life so I can work on those things, so I can help other people not to be in the darkness in their life by sharing with them the good news and the gospel of Jesus Christ, so they too can experience the same calling, the same beckoning of the Spirit in their lives that has called me to be one of your followers, to be Christ-like, and to understand that meaning of what it is, to be that. And then we understand as God is with us, in all of those circumstances, that in that relationship, that there is really nothing for us to fear in life. There's nothing in life that we need to have so much anxiety about. Because we take those circumstances and we really put it on the altar of the sacrifice of the cross. And we say, God, you know, i got problems with this issue. I I, I need some discernment. I need some understanding. I need some help because, God, I just can't do it in my own power, in my own strength. And we take that issue or we take that concern, we take that circumstance, we take that challenge, and we put it on the altar. We say, God, I am just giving this to you right now. I am praying that you would help me through the power of the Holy Spirit to work in my life, to work in the lives of the people that are around me, that somehow I can get through this challenge. And I know, God, that after that, there'll be another challenge. But right now, God, I am just focusing on this one right now. Give me the strength and the power that I need to have. Give me the peace that I need to have. Give me the willingness that I need to have. Give me the whole attitude of worship that I need to have. Give me the wonder that I need to have. Give me the strength to work at it so I can accomplish what you want me to be in all things. As you have identified me as a son and as a daughter of God and that as you have identified me as being part of something that is far greater which is the church of Jesus Christ that is represented internationally and worldwide but Lord right now I just feel that I am that one sheep and that you've come after me and that you've left the 99 and God I am so thankful that you've come to look for me that you have found me, and God, I open up my heart. I open up my life to you, because I want to be brought back. I want to be part of the flock. I want to be part of the other 99. I want to be part of that family that you have said that I am a part of. So does my hope and prayer that we understand within our own lives the meaning of what it is to be a Christian, to be Christ-like, to understand that as we look at our own lives that we are part of something that is far greater and that your part is just as important as anyone else's part in that greater church of Jesus Christ. Amen. prepare our hearts for communion that we take here as an act of worship to say God here I am I forgive me for who I am and love me let us pray gracious God we are so thankful that you have reminded us this morning how we are part of the greater good of your church but many times, God, individually, just we just don't feel a part of that. We feel like we're the one out there all by ourselves. But you remind us, God, how important the one is and that it is part of everything else that takes place. We praise you for that and we thank you. And Lord, as we take communion together, we do so as separate individuals, but God, we also do so together as part of your church, of your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for allowing us to do this and forgiving us of our sins. In Christ's name, amen. receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me let us partake together in the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn is number 431, Open My Eyes That I May See. that we are not alone, that we are part of something far greater in all that we do and all that we say. And now, may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.